Breathe easy. Yes, the all clear has been given. NASA has said, hey, we're good. No problem. Remember that asteroid that was, you know, going to hit the earth in 2068? Yeah, it's not going to. So there's no chance of it. So we're good. (laughs) Sure, the same 1100 foot space rock was supposed to come really close in 2029 and again in 2036, but there's no chance of it, you know, coming too close to the earth then. But the 2068 collision was still possible until they've decided, you know what? Nope. It's not sure. We first spotted it in 2004. It was Apophis, A-P-O-P-H-I-S, but it is now off the risk list. So take it easy, deep breath, and know we're good. It's not going to hit us. At least this asteroid is not going to hit us in 2068. I know, I know, I feel good about it too. Welcome to the breathing easier, chewing the fat. And I'll tell you who's breathing easier right now is the rulers of the Suez Canal. (laughs) I know, you know, the Suez Canal Authority. They are definitely breathing easier along with Egypt as they uh, have the ever-given barge ship free again. It's finally free. I know. (sighs) Yes, they're breathing easy too. (laughs) So the canal is back open, finally. I mean, it'll be a slow process of starting to, you know, get the backlog. I know they handle about a hundred ships making the transit on a single day, according to 2020 data. And, you know, of course, obviously we got it. There's limitations due to the size of ships making the transit and tidal factors that prevail on the day. Yeah, 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 we got it. But uh, they expect, you know, maybe a delay of 10 days to do two weeks for all the vessels to, you know, get caught up but while this ship was blocking the canal they were talking about losing or holding up anyway 9.6 billion dollars in goods a day i mean you've got cars oil livestock (laughs) i mean all kinds of products that are just sitting on the ships sitting out there waiting they're saying I, i saw i heard numbers from 300 and 30 to 390 ships just waiting to get through uh, backed up some ships and companies have already posted that there will be delays for the next month they've decided some companies have said now eh, you know what uh, we're not going to use the canal go around take the long way which adds you know tens of thousands of gallons of fuel And Syria, I believe, has already started rationing their fuel for these ships. So, good luck. So, they kept digging. They kept tugging. They moved 27,000 cubic meters of sand. And the big hero, of course, was the tides. Because they finally dug and dug and dug 
until then there was high tide and the tugboats finally you know pulled it free i mean it's an incredible thing now they claim now that the ship was wedged of course due to high winds and a sandstorm uh-huh but according to the suez canal authority you know that might not have been the main reasons for the ship's grounding there may have been technical or human errors huh wonder what that could have been so you know we'll have to wait for the investigation but that was a big o- <laughs> i mean that thing was a big old ship stuck that is for sure 220 at least 220,000 tons of merchandise they were talking about i saw one headline that uh talked about um they're deploying two more tugboats on the way i don't know does two more tug show two more tug ships make a difference i guess they're not ships are they they're tugboats do they make that much of a difference i don't know the photos of the cranes and the difference in size of this ship and the cranes were remarkable you see just how big this ship is and i heard now on friday thursday or friday of last week i you know just thinking out loud said we should send in the military and just blow it up turn it into dust and be done with it it's too okay so we lose that ship and we lose the goods on that ship but all the merchandise that's just waiting and some of the animals that are rotting and products that are going to waste i mean it's worth it we lose one ship you lose one ship and then we move on but i'm i'm not kidding and i saw a headline that talked about uh the navy was looking you know the u.s government was looking to you know help out they were just waiting for egypt to say why don't you give us a hand so which you know i guess they don't have to worry about now but i heard glenn beck telling his story of the fat kid and the pasta guy and you know creating the suez canal and his story of all the leaders were going to go through the canal and then they had a ship block the canal like this one and what did they do but blow it up hello that's what needed to happen now if it had gone on much longer then we definitely needed to do that i mean turn it into dust i don't want big chunks of the ever given floating in the suez canal (laughs) just may turn it to dust be done with it what happened to the ever given yeah it doesn't exist anymore yeah the last sandstorm blew the rest of it away oh okay but we don't have to worry about that now it is free and so now the record i know they made a big deal out of well our safety record uh, 18,840 ships zero accidents turn it back to zero again can't say that i know <laughs> i know uh, it's just amazing i know that uh, the two canal pilots on board were aboard the ever given ever given uh it was in route to the netherlands it's 25 crew members are our indian nationals they i believe remained on board and are safe so you know good luck 
God bless, but it's free and let's keep the canal flowing, shall we? Now you know that prices are going to go up and it's going to be blamed on, well, it's the, this is the Suez Canal price increase. You know, we have to follow with COVID restrictions and then the, the delay of the Suez Canal. These prices have got to go up. How long does that last? How long do we have to put up with that excuse? Three months? You figure prices go up now. We can't, we're already a month behind or so. So you're looking at prices going up for at least two months because it's going to take a month to catch up to get back to normal traffic. But that then it takes another month to get back to normal deliveries. So you're looking at what? Two, three months of price increases due to the Suez Canal increase. And then those increases ever go away doubtful and then we'll hear about the investigation of why this happened if it wasn't the sandstorm and the high winds was it human error was it some kind of sabotage i saw one report where they talked about a possible blackout or was that caused because of the sandstorm and the high winds So that investigation will go on, which will add to the price increases from the Suez Canal. Oh yeah, it's possible that it was sabotage. So security prices have risen and that means prices for your laptop have to go up because, man, yeah, they were on the fourth ship just, just waiting to be delivered and they just never made it. And how about all the animals that are probably sick now or maybe even <laughs> alive is rotting on these ships oh man never mind i don't even want to think about that so hey good news the suez canal is back open and if you're listening live to this podcast this broadcast on the 29th of march 2021 the 29th of march wow it's my brother's birthday happy birthday brother to me march 29th a day that sticks in my head why because that's when my younger brother was born hey happy birthday mike i love you so uh the trial of george floyd begins today i'm sorry the trial of over george floyd's death begins today opening arguments in the uh derrick chauvin trial and Man, do you want to be in Minneapolis, don't you? It makes you want to be there. I know, I know. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to, you know, he's charged with second-degree murder, manslaughter, third-degree murder charge, faces up to 40 years in prison for one of the charges. Whatever he gets, it's not going to be enough. I don't know. It's going to be broadcast live um, uh, Minnesota, the criminal trial will be broadcast live. Oh, wow. That'll be, that'll, could be fun to watch. Mm. Get some of the facts could be another OJ trial to watch this. We'll see what happens. So they're talking about over the next four weeks that we're going to have this trial. Wow. I mean, good luck. Good luck. The defense team is going to, you know, try to prove opioids and meth found in Floyd's system and underlying health conditions killed him, not Chauvin. Um, The jury, six men, nine women, 
that's mostly white, according to this story. And uh, they decide the fate of Derek Chauvin. So we have that to look forward to for the next four or five or six weeks. The trial. That's what that's what chewing the fat is calling it, and we will cover it as best we can, and try to see what's going to come of this trial. I mean, no matter what happens, I mean, we've I've already said, told you, it's not going to matter. It's not going to be enough. If they when they find him guilty, did I say when? If they find him guilty, <laughs> that was just silly of me to presume that these jurors would find this guy guilty, no matter what the 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 defense tries to say <laughs> he's guilty am i right yes okay okay then uh it won't be enough unless they drag him down the streets of minneapolis which could happen and would there be anybody there to stop it i don't know i don't know oh hey uh prediction come true uh, from this broadcast, I told you, no way, no way does Sharon Osbourne make it out of the talk alive. And I mean, while she did make it out alive, she's not on the show anymore. I told you, I told you last week, no way. And they announced it on Friday. There's no way she was going to make it through the weekend and come Friday. Pop, pop, ah, ah. Goodbye. Have a nice day. They have agreed to part ways by just incredible there was no way so i went back and i watched the entire two segments of the talk which was agonizing enough as it was but i did it for you and uh for me and you know i did the where it first started and then remember they came back from the commercial still yapping about it and arguing about it there was another eight or nine minute segment i mean why anyone okay i gotta back up for just a second all right let's let's back up for just a second if you think that the talk is going to survive without sharon osborne oof oof good luck good luck i don't foresee watching those two segments from the last show of sharon osborne being taken off of the talk because she questioned racism and questioned how what Pierce Morgan has said that is racist and what is racism, sticking up for her friend to say something against the ever all-knowing former princess Megan. So I, you know, I don't know. I I just remember. I just want you to remember that Cheryl Underwood, one of the hosts from the talk uh, told us that it's not about the exact words. Huh. Really? Yeah. And this is, this is just a brief excerpt from that day. After the first round going at it about Pierce and racism, they came back from commercial still all wound up and Sharon was really wound up at this point, coming back from commercial. But I want you to hear from me. I will ask you again, Cheryl. Yes. I've been asking you during the break. Yes. I'm asking you again. And don't try and cry, because if anyone should be 
cry and it should be me. This is the situation. Yes. You tell me where you have heard him say, educate me, tell me when you have heard him say racist things, educate me, tell me. It, it is not the exact words of racism. It's the implication and the reaction to it. So there you have it. It's not about the exact words. And that's exactly right. And so even Sharon Osbourne, who restated even in the interview that she disagreed with Morgan and that he's a friend, colleague, and her belief doesn't mean she's a racist. A belief in his opinion doesn't mean she's a racist. And she said, I'm not a racist, neither is Pierce. And I hate the fact that even saying I'm not a racist it's a terrible, evil word to call anybody without knowledge of that. And and then and, and all four of the women on the talk did their best to dance around the subject. Uh, it's just without, you know, coming right out and saying Sharon Osbourne is a racist and uh, she should be gone. And it's just amazing. The whole, the whole thing is just incredible. But I knew no way she survives it and there just wasn't there's just not a way you don't survive something like that in today's world and maybe at some point we can have a little talk about racism and where we're headed in this country because um, we are in the middle of something that is not going to end well uh just <laughs> we're not gonna it's not gonna end well it's not gonna do it we just I just read another story. Look, there's so many stories that are happening in today's world that are based on racism. And if you're a white man in America today, and we've talked about this before here on Chewing the Fat, if you're a white man in America today, tough, tough. I mean, it's barely, barely okay to be a white woman, but you're still a female. So you got that, you got that going for you. But a white male in America, ha, have a nice day. I mean, we're already having towns exclude white families, even if they're living in poverty, getting money, getting help money. Sorry, doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Uh, we have doctors calling for... Uh, to racially discriminate against patients in order to promote social justice. Oh, okay. We have people actively creating enemies lists to silence the opposition. That's more important than anything. Silence the opposition. So there was no way that Sharon Osbourne was going to make their, make it out of there. Uh, just no way. And you know, there's, no sense is she really, you know, when she bent the knee, it really upset me because she didn't need to do that. And that, that makes it even worse because that means that she believes there's blood in the water. And, you know, the, the radio guy that just got fired in New York. I mean, they did a bit on a morning show, a morning rock show. Okay. Morning bull. It's called B U L L. And their host, Rob Lederman, fired. Fired. Okay? So they did a bit on whether certain black women were attractive. All right? That was their bit. Now, 
we can make the argument that you don't do that bit in today's world. And I would agree with that. <laughs> that was a bad choice. I in today in today's world, it's just a radio bit. They're filling time. They're trying to make jokes. It's a morning show. They're trying to have fun. Who do you think is hot? Who's not? We've all done those stupid bits. I get it. But his bit went on to say that uh, he was rating black women to toast. To toast. You know, the way how much bread is browned in a toaster and uh he made a bit about not being at my toaster level uh he liked some didn't like the other and it was of course even i mean they of course they comment about you know they talked to uh you know hallie berry we talked about her last week i love hallie and she you know she's of course uh you know uh they used her in the bit and she's that's disgusting and of course of course it is but it's just a So he apologized. He issued an apology about four hours later after the show. I want to apologize for hurting people with my foolish and ignorant comments yesterday. He wrote in a statement posted to his new Twitter account. After listening to what I said and how it must have sounded to others, I was horrified. I 100% understand why people are justifiably angry. I made a mistake. It's hard to look myself in the mirror, but I want to acknowledge it. I apologize from the deepest depths of who I am. Okay. He said he reached out to the local NAACP group, among other community leaders, to seek guidance and teaching as he wants to increase his sensitivity and understanding. Please know my comments were ignorant, but not meant to be hurtful. It's a great opportunity to get communication started so that this mistake can heal and not divide. Oh, okay. Um, I mean that, uh, okay, so let's take him at his word that he's justifiably horrified and he really wants to uh, heal and not divide. Fired. Fired. Oh, so there is no redemption. There is no, there is no bending the knee and forgiving. Okay. So if we're at that point, if, and I believe that we are, which is why I've said, oh, you never bend the knee uh, to the rage mob ever. Uh, never because it doesn't matter. They don't care. They, the rage mob, they don't care. If you apologize, then they believe that you've, you've done something wrong. That's blood in the water. They're coming for more instead of saying, wow, he realized that it was terrible and it was a bad thing. And let's come on the radio show and let's talk about that. And let's say how horrible. Let's have a conversation. Nobody wants to have that conversation that we keep saying we need to have. Because we've had the conversation. Nobody wants to have the conversation. Everybody wants to just divide and conquer and silence the opposition. I got news for you. I got news for you. It's not going to end well. It's not going to end well. When there's no accepting of apologies, when there's no redemption from a stupid radio guy in Buffalo, New York, 
who did a stupid bit on the radio morning show and apologized. And that's not good enough fired. We want him off the air. That it's not going to end well. And it's not going to be pretty because they're people, people. No, you know, I'm just, (laughs) Hey, did I mention my prediction was right? (laughs) Sharon Osborne is out at the talk and I told you so. I told you so. You heard it here on Chewing the Fat. The only the only thing I got wrong was the date, the timing. Because I, I believe that she'd be out before the beginning of last week. And uh, then they extended the hiatus of the show past their original date of coming back. Which meant that they were still in talks with Sharon and uh, discussing, you know, how much money they were going to have to pay her to get rid of her and what she could and couldn't talk about once they give her the check. And so that was done. And I told you, then she doesn't make it through the weekend. And this show was correct, which makes me correct. (laughs) And we'll just leave it at that. Just know, just know you people out there that want to silence the opposition and you don't want to hear it. And you want people to be quiet, but you want them to bend the knee and tell you that everyone, we are racist and we should not be alive and that we should bow down and believe everything that's rammed down our throats. It's not going to end well. Just isn't. You can't push anyone. I mean, there has to be, there has to be an acceptance of an apology. And there has to be redemption. And there has to be, you know, a little bit of truth of what you've done wrong. You can't just keep saying people did wrong when they didn't. Well, I take that back. You can keep saying it. That doesn't make it so. All right, let's go to the break room. I, <laughs> uh, I, you know what? The guy in Buffalo, good. I'm glad he's off the air. And good riddance. Should have never been on the air to begin with. So that's not true. I don't believe that. Just doing a radio bit. And obviously, in Buffalo, New York, the apology is not good enough. And it appears that in many places around the world and around the country in today's world, the apology, even heartfelt apologies, aren't good enough. It's never enough. When? When will it be enough? All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cool to drink. Oh, my goodness gracious. Desperately, do I need something cold to drink? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That is so, so good. Hey, if you're listening to this show right now and you are not a subscriber to the podcast, uh, subscribe. It's free. So you're not out a dime. So just choose a platform that warms the cockles of your heart. 
If you're like the one that you're listening to it on now, subscribe on that platform. If you're unhappy or you say, ooh, this platform, I, I don't like the way this one works. I'd rather go to iTunes or I'd rather go to iHeartRadio or I'd rather go to Stitcher or Spotify. Do that. There is a plethora of platforms out there that you can subscribe to Chewing the Fat on and then do so. And then your life will just be that much better. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Hey, uh, did you see in Oklahoma, the headline is pastor threesome victim murders. Pastor's wife says he was shot and killed by intruder, but police unravel this bizarre threesome tryst that allegedly led to murder. So the pastor and his wife in Oklahoma (laughs) this is all from the wife now okay this is from the wife because he's dead okay so the husband comes home from a trip he's on a a mission in mexico and he comes home he's the pastor at harmony church ada oklahoma and his wife calls the police and says hey my husband just got shot by an intruder oh and then he of course died on the scene so they start their investigation of you know what happened and what happened they interviewed some neighbors and the neighbors said yeah you know uh he was out of town the last few days and uh, there was a you know a white mustang uh at the house uh you know for a couple of days while he was gone and uh you know i might even heck i've got security camera here uh we'll take a look yeah there it is right there it's on the it's on the footage that's the car we're talking about so according then the police said hey we've got a video of this mustang in front of your house before your husband came home and she was like oh yeah oh yeah you got me oh man you got me i we killed him Wait, what? Yeah. She claims that her and her husband, the pastor, participated in a threesome with her boyfriend. They would go to the Super 8, well, it says in the story, Super 8 Hotel. I thought Super 8 was motels, but maybe they're hotels. I digress. Uh, She allegedly, uh, she said, yeah, you know, I gave him my phone number secretly after one of our threesomes. Because I just wanted to be with him. (laughs) Oh, okay. So she claims that hubby was abusive to her verbally. Oh, okay. So she gave the boyfriend the pastor's gun, his own gun. And so when he came back from his mission... He shows up and shoots the pastor. And I guess that meant that they were just going to be together forever. And it's just a wonderful thing. And they look so... I got to tell you, the mug shots are impressive. They are impressive. And they look like... Well, they're mug shots, so they're never good. I mean, it's rare when you have a good mug shot. But these two, (laughs) you can understand 
you can understand you you can't put an age or a face on love love just happens and you can well understand how these two were 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 in love and they were they were in love so they were uh she admitted it and they've arrested both of them now for the murder of her husband just horror just horror it's a horrible story just horrible and you have to believe you know maybe you don't believe everything she says what she could be lying yes it is possible she could be lying she maybe not I mean, I guess there could be proof of the threesomes, right? Of them all showing up at the motel, the uh, Super 8 Hotel. But, I mean, we don't really know if he was actually verbally abusive to her. We know that that's what she said. It's just love. And you can understand how the 47-year-old wife would fall in love with the 26-year-old Khalil Demi Square. You can well understand how Christy and Khalil would just be in love and want to live happily ever after, but not before they killed her husband, which is just insane. You know, another thing that's insane, well, not as insane as a wife having a boyfriend kill her husband over verbally abusing her, and wanting him all to herself instead of a threesome. That kind of insane is uh, not this insane. But it is insane what I'm going to tell you. I saw a picture that made me think, wait, what? Uh, people are putting peeps on pizza. Now, we did the story about Pepsi and peeps coming together for their peepsy or their pee-pee. But now we're talking about a Pizza. Now, the story is just crushing and talking about what a horrible thing peeps on pizza is, right? It's just a horrible thing. Now, I originally agreed with this, but <laughs> uh, I just know that after looking at this picture of the peeps melted on top of this pizza... And it looks to be just a cheese pizza with peeps spread out on the top like you would pepperoni. It would take the place of pepperoni. Not in my life. I would add the pepperoni to it. But it looks to be that this pizza is a cheese pizza with peeps, yellow and blue peeps, spaced out on top of the pizza. Now, you hear pizza and you think, oh, gross, that's terrible. Uh, how can we even think of a thing? Now, then I look at the picture of the peeps on the pizza, and I think, you know, that doesn't really look that bad. <laughs> Just when you think it can't get any weirder, we have a story from Alaska and the Costco in Anchorage, Alaska. Now, apparently, we have a Raven Mafia in Anchorage, Alaska. Now, this could be coming to a parking lot of a Costco near you or Sam's Club anytime soon. Shoppers 
have said their groceries are being stolen by ravens in this parking lot. One story talks about a raven swooping in to steal a short rib from his cart. He said he took 10 steps away, turned around. Two ravens came down and instantly grabbed one out of the package, ripped it off, and flew off with it. So they're working together. Now, that's what he saw, okay? And he's, you know, he took it back and Costco, you know, replaced it. And they haven't commented the manager won't comment on the Raven Mafia. They've even gotten to the manager. <laughs> uh, I don't want to, you know, maybe Costco needs to look into uh, the whole Raven Mafia getting to their manager. But other people have reported that this is happening and has happened to them. This lady had two Ravens working the scene. One would hop on one side, one would hop on the other side, and they kept trying to, you know, get the melons from the mesh bag and trying to get it from her cart. One would fly in a circle, and one would jump on the side of her trunk until they tried to get the melon. Now, she claims she shooed them off finally, and they didn't get her melons. One lady said that her steak they had a package, you know, you get those packages of three or four or six steaks at the, at the warehouse stores like that. The two Ravens flew down and snagged a steak out of the package and flew off and they get fruit and vegetables from people from shopping carts. So it's the Raven mafia, uh, taken over in Anchorage. And if you think that they're not killing each other off and ruling, the Audubon Society, the Anchorage Audubon Society, who I love and, and you know would you know wish I was a part of, uh, they believe that uh, they've counted the ravens the last three years, and in 2018 they reported 923 common ravens. In 2019 they reported 621 and 750 birds in 2020 so they've allowed some to come back in they killed them off and then they brought in their own their own family and now they've taken over and according to this look uh look for decades now they've watched people in parking lots and grocery stores with all this food and they know what a piece of fruit looks like in a grocery cart because they've seen it on the ground or they've seen it in the garbage can so the ravens are now working together to take people's food from the parking lot at Costco in Anchorage, Alaska. This could be coming to a parking lot near you soon. We've all witnessed flocks of birds looking like they're attacking in parking lots and they're just going after food that is dropped on the on the parking lot. But if they start working together, I mean, we all saw the documentary, The Birds, and it could happen at any point in time. So we need to be on the lookout and not let these birds take over. <laughs> if the Raven Mafia in Alaska starts crossing state lines, we are all in trouble. That's just a fact. So I was sent a post about Donald Trump. And I try to stay away from politics as much as I can here on Chewing the Fat. But this was very interesting, and I want you to think about this. Okay, so I had this sent to me, and I thought, isn't that interesting? I wonder if that could actually happen. So I had this sent to me from Kyle, and it's really interesting, Kyle, and thank you for sending it to me. Trump 
can run for Congress in 2022 in Florida. If he wins the seat and Republicans take over the House of Representatives, he could become the Speaker of the House. Then his first act could be impeaching Joe and Kamala. If it works, he finishes out the remainder of Biden's term and could still run for president in 2024. Wouldn't that be a hoot? That was Kyle, not me. I don't know that I've ever said would that be a hoot, but I have now read it. So (laughs) I guess technically I read it out loud, so I have said it. So wouldn't it be a hoot? It would, wouldn't it? It would be a hoot. (laughs) I doubt that anything like that is going to happen. But in the words of Kyle and now me, wouldn't it be a hoot? Another thing that's a hoot is Sharon Stone. She is busy hawking her new book, man. And that she's got some stuff in it. Remember we talked about her and her uh, scene where she, uh, you know, spread her legs on the screen and how it came about and how it happened, you know, how she was lied to. She's got to be, I don't know. I don't know. Things happen to Sharon and she is really selling her book because she just did another interview where she talked about undergoing surgery to remove benign tumors in 2001. All right. She said she went in for the surgery and the surgeon ended up giving her breast enhancements without her knowledge. It just happened. Yeah, you know. She said that when I was on bandage, I discovered that I had a full cup size bigger breasts. Ones that he said would, you know, these go better with your hip size. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, she just went into surgery and uh, the, the surgeon said, you know, I was in there and I thought, man, Sharon's good look a lot better with bigger breasts. And so, and with her body and everything, these, these are the perfect size for her. So, I'm just going to give her a bigger size. Incredible. And I don't know what happened afterward. I don't know if she beat the guy to a pulp, if she sued, if they, she had him removed. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, I guess I'll have to read the book, won't I? Or interview Sharon. I would love to, maybe I'll try to get Sharon on and talk about it. She's looking to sell her new book, The Beauty of Living Twice. So maybe we talk to Sharon and find out exactly how she handled, you know, get it waking up and going hey where did these come from yeah i just thought you'd look better with them with this with these new breasts so i thought i'd put them on (laughs) that is just not awesome it's terrible 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 that uh i'm sure it was a man and not a woman and he just thought he could do that for whatever reason and just enhance my breasts without my knowledge or without my permission. So there's that. I mean, does make you want to read the book. I'll give you that Sharon. You know, I'm listening to a podcast, uh, this weekend, another podcast, and they were interviewing. It was a, a talk with Peter Diamandis and Peter is an amazing guy and he's on the cutting edge of so much of the future. And, 
I really got lost into the world and the mind of Peter Diamandis this weekend. But one of the things that he talked about in this interview was his Peter's Laws that I wasn't aware of. And I just, I, I was like, wait, how come I've never heard of Peter's laws? And he talked about, um, having a poster that he would see every day about Murphy's law and, you know, Murphy's law, if anything can go wrong at will. And he said, I looked at that and it made him so angry that he came up with his own laws. And I thought, wow, I mean, that's, that's how angry Murphy's law <laughs> made Peter Diamandis. So he came up with his own laws, Peter's laws, the creed of the passionate and persistent mind. And I, he's, there's 28 of them or 29 of them. And it is amazing. I, I've got, I need to print this out and hang it on every door in my house. I want my children to live by the creed of the passion and a persistent mind from Peter Diamandis or Diamandis, Diamandis, Peter, Peter Diamandis. Okay. It's a D I A M A N D I S. Okay. So, all right. So it's just amazing to me that, uh, these rules laws exist and it's something we should have with us all the time. Number one, if anything can go wrong, fix it to hell with Murphy. <laughs> I mean, that's the one thing that made him so angry, right? When given a choice, take both. Multiple projects lead to multiple successes. Start at the top, then work your way up. Do it by the book, but be the author. When forced to compromise, ask for more. If you can't win, change the rules. If you can't change the rules, ignore them. Perfection is not optional. When faced without a challenge, make one. No simply means begin again at one level higher. Don't walk when you can run. When in doubt, think. Patience is a virtue, but persistence to the point of success is a blessing. The squeaky wheel gets replaced. The faster you move, the slower time passes, the longer you live. The best way to predict the future is to create it yourself. The ratio of something to nothing is infinite. You get what you incentivize. If you think it's impossible, then it is for you. An expert is someone who can tell you exactly how it can't be done. The day before something is a breakthrough, it's a crazy idea. If it were easy, it would have been done already. Without a target, you'll miss every time. Fail early, fail often, fail forward. If you can't measure it, you can't improve it. The world's most precious resource is the persistent and passionate human mind. Bureaucracy is an obstacle to be conquered with persistence, confidence, and a bulldozer when necessary. Find something you would die for and live for it. Now you can absolutely go to diamandis.com and uh, 
follow Peter. I Another great line from him is the best way to predict the future is to create it for yourself. I mean, this guy is incredible. I'm going to try to reach out to him and talk to him. I was just, uh, he's got some great thoughts on the future and he's working on the future with Singularity University and the XPRIZE Foundation and Cellularity and Human Longevity and uh, Future Loop. This His Future Loop is your personal machine learning engine trained uh, to source a global set of information, which is just fascinating. And I, the whole thing is just amazing. Anyway, I just wanted you to hear Peter's laws. And uh, remember, even though I was you know, listening to Peter this weekend, someone asked me, hey, what are you listening to? And I said, well, I'm listening to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher because that's a, that's a rule. doesn't matter what you're listening to if you're asked and you're a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, your answer has to be Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. It's a rule. So I also follow the rules of Chewing the Fat. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh